The Paul Kaharski Podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, a Nashville original since 2003. Welcome in to the Paul Kuharski Podcast recording the day after Christmas. I hope your Christmas is still going on. Merry Christmas. Uh, appreciate all of you who tune in and join me, hopefully, for all our sake, uh, your rooting sake, my business sake, my uh, work's sake. Not the last pregame podcast we will be doing this year. Be much better for everybody involved if we've got a playoff game to talk about next week. And I know you desperately want that. It seems like it should be happening, um, but remains to be seen. Who's playing for the Texans is a big factor in this. And uh, I think it's a boring topic. I think uh, we could talk it to death and not really know. And here's the thing about it. The Chiefs are playing earlier than the Titans and the Texans are playing. The Chiefs are currently the number three seed in the playoffs. If the Chiefs lose, then the Texans will have something to play for. They could jump up to the number three seed, and the number three seed will be much more attractive. At the number three seed, they could draw the Steelers. They could draw conceivably the Raiders. They could draw conceivably the Tennessee Titans. Secret is all of those draws are far better than their current standing at fourth, where they would host the Buffalo Bills, who are a more dangerous team than all those teams. So I know that the the vast majority of the population seems to think this this resting, resting, resting is, is the thing above all else. And certainly if you've got a dinged up guy, you've got to rest him. I think if you've got a choice between resting this week and playing the Bills in the first round of the playoffs or playing this week and getting the Steelers or the Raiders or the Titans next week, I I would rather play those teams. And I think the most likely scenario uh, might wind up being the Steelers. I'd much rather play the Steelers than the Bills in the first round of the playoffs. So. I don't think it's a done deal that the Titans get an easy version of the Texans, but I do think, um, you know, Titans shouldn't get a full strength, absolute all out desperate Texans team because they don't have that same level of desperation that the Titans do. And that's why I think, um, you know, things are favorable, obviously for the Titans here, Titans injury front, obviously everybody that can play is going to play. Unfortunately, Things aren't looking so hot on that front as of Thursday. Um, Adam Humphreys didn't practice. Imaginary practice Wednesday and Thursday. Adoree Jackson, who's the big deal here, hasn't practiced this week, and that's a big concern. Corey Davis on the right track as he comes back from uh, concussion, but um, – not necessarily the same for Khalif Raymond, who they don't have to have, though their punt return game is now a bit of a question mark. Could see Deion Lewis in that role. Um, Darren Bates looks like he'll be back. We know Derrick Henry is going to be back. Jeffrey Simmons it looks like will be back. Harold Landry, not injury-related when he was out Thursday, should not be a problem. So – um, the Adoree Jackson problem, uh, the Titans certainly could win their way into the playoffs without him. 
Uh, he could emerge on Friday and go. Last week they were talking about him for a potential third down roll. Maybe we will see him in that third down roll in this game, but we cannot say for sure. Um, and that's a bit of a scary thing. You're listening to the Paul Kuharski podcast, which I know I've mentioned. I have not yet mentioned that I'm brought to you by Yazoo Brew, the finest beer in the land. It's what I drink. It's what you should drink. It's what you should bring as a gift. It's what you should fill your refrigerator with. And it's what you should be ordering when you are out and about. They're great supporters of mine. I hope you will be great supporter supporters of there. I come to you today largely to pay tribute to Ryan Tannehill. Um, we've talked about this on the Midday 180 I have with Chad Withrow, with Jonathan Hutton, with David Reed. We have not paid sufficient homage to Ryan Tannehill. And lo and behold, as we've not paid sufficient homage to Ryan Tannehill, there's a little bit of the population out there, at least, that seems to feel like He's got to win this win and in game to uh, as a validation sticker on top of his season in order to uh, earn himself the contract from the Titans to prove himself the guy, um, which is really, I think, uh, crazy. I can't I can't envision him putting up a dud because even his bad games, um, quote unquote, bad games have been quite good, have been better games than we've seen from uh, his predecessor in good games, uh, statistically speaking, yardage-wise. Yardage um, the things this guy's done, I, I don't think that we've paid sufficient homage to. His pass, uh, sorry, his, his um, percentage, 70.7. If that does not dip below 70% for the season, as a result of what he does on Sunday, he's in line for something incredibly special statistically. The Titans put this out in their supplementary notes this week. In the history of the NFL, only two previous qualifying passers have enjoyed a season in which they com completed at least 70% of their passes and averaged at least nine yards per attempt. Sammy Baugh and Joe Montana. Tannehill is currently at 70.7% and 9.6 yards per attempt. If he can hold on to those numbers and the 9.6 yards per attempt, I think it would be very hard to get below nine, 70.7%. If he keeps those two up, think of that. He'll be only the third guy as a qualifying passer in the history of the league to be above 70% and above 9.6 zero yards per attempt and he'll join Sammy Baugh and Joel Montana for how desperate the Titans have been for anything approaching high level quarterback play for how desperate the Titans have been for yards for big plays for significant contribution from quarterbacks even in a run heavy scheme. What Ryan Tannehill has done this season without playing the first six games has been utterly extraordinary. Now, if you look at his starts, 
he's thrown his his bad yardage game was 181 yards against Kansas City, which was a win. Um, he's thrown pretty casually for 312, 331, 259, 391. They've lost the last two games. He threw for 279 and 272. And these were not like desperation yardage games at the end. Um, he's decisive. He's uh, willing to stand in sometimes, you know, too much. So I also think, you know, in a way, despite the fact that his quarterback play has has um, murdered Marcus Mariota's quarterback play. He's also shown, you know, the personality, quarterback personality deficiency that Marcus Mariota had. Ryan Tannehill has a similar personality to Marcus Mariota. He's not the most outgoing guy. He's not loud. He's not rambunctious or any of those things. He's not a swagger guy. But he's been able with his decisiveness, with his assertiveness to make those personality traits a non-factor where for Marcus Mariota, they became a huge factor and they translated into this tentativeness and this lack of energy and these traits that were increasingly unbearable and untenable for a starting quarterback in the NFL. And here's Ryan Tannehill showing us that they're absolutely um, not an issue because when he's in the huddle and when he's at the line of scrimmage and when he's taking a shotgun snap or dropping back and surveying the field, the traits that you need, the assertiveness, the decisiveness, the determination, all can be present in somebody with that similar personality and he can be super effective with that and he has been um I, I think too they found this kind of sweet spot for him in the last eight weeks the two quarterbacks that are about to square off of this game deshaun watson and ryan Tannehill. watson has averaged 31.6 passes which is 24th in the nfl and Tannehill's averaged 26.9 passes 30th in the nfl um, and we've seen some pretty good offense out of these two teams. Obviously, I'm much, much more familiar with what the Titans have done. Tannehill averaging 27 passes a game. It's a pretty good sweet spot. Has still had a very, very productive passing game out of that. But that's not a real high number, obviously, ranking 30th in the league. And so... I think if you look at it, this is since week 13 now. So what, 13, 14, 15, 16, the last month and the last four games, the Titans have thrown it 47% of the time. That's the third lowest in the league. They've averaged 440 yards per game during that, the second best. They've averaged 30 0.5 points per game during that. I don't know where that ranks, but we all know that that is plenty of points, even though they've lost two games in this. And look, they're two and two in this stretch. There's no getting around that. You know that I'm not um, 
a rewriter of history or anything like that. But we also know the first Houston game, there's big fluke play. All right. The result is the result. And the fluke play was a fluke play. But the pass to Ferkser that should have been a touchdown, that was very close to being a touchdown, gets jarred loose by a great defensive play by Eric Reed, turned into an 86-yard touchdown, uh, not touchdown, but interception return that gets Houston down to, what, the 10-yard line, and they quickly score. So it goes from uh, what would have been a seven-point play for Tennessee to a seven-point play for Houston, and it's a, a huge swing, a pointy, my friend Cameron calls it, the guy who never gets hung over. Um, so that, that game turned on, on a fluky play. Again, I'm not dismissing the fluky play. It happened, and the game turned, and the Titans ultimately couldn't overcome it. I just think there are not enough good things pouring out for what Ryan Tannehill has done here for a franchise that, that has been so quarterback desperate. And I understand that he's very likely to regress to the mean in some ways, shapes, and forms after this year. But consider what he's done here. Consider what he's done here consider that they know how to use the play action with him, with a good running back. It's Derrick Henry right now. It may not be for the duration of whatever they sign him to going forward. But man, oh man, how many times has a Titan fan longed to look at the NFL leading passers which I have in front of me right now. And to see their quarterback at the top, Ryan Tannehill, 116.5 passer rating. That is number one in the NFL right now. That's above Drew Brees, who just beat the Titans. That's above Lamar Jackson, who's at 113.3, who's going to be the MVP. That's above Kirk Cousins. It's above Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, the defending MVP, Stafford in Detroit, whose stats stand up, Derek Carr, Garoppolo, Rodgers, Watson, Prescott, Keenum, Wentz, Ryan, Minshaw, Rivers, Brissett, Daniel Jones, Brady. Tom Brady is at 88. Ryan Tannehill's at 116.5. He's got 20 touchdowns and six interceptions, and this is in six fewer games than most of, of these guys. Think about this. Drew Brees, now he also missed a, a bunch of games, so he's the wrong guy to look at. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 25 touchdowns and five interceptions. Ryan Tannehill, 20 touchdowns and six interceptions. Cousins, I don't think, has missed a game. Russell Wilson, 29 and five. I don't think he's missed a game. Mahomes, 25 and four. I mean, this has been a season to remember for Ryan Tannehill. It's absolutely earned him another contract. And a lot of people are saying two years. 
if you think the Titans are going to secure Ryan Tannehill with a two-year offer, Ryan Tannehill is going to free agency if the best thing the Titans offer him is two years. This is the primo spot. This is what everybody's looking for as a quarterback. Um, people offer quarterbacks way too big contracts off a way less a sampling than Ryan Tannehill has given the Titans um, out of hope, out of optimism. I, I think this resume is way more than hope and optimism. And I'm not saying make him your quarterback for life, but I would think you're talking about a, a, a four-year deal here that maybe you're, you know, you're not on the hook for a lot of money after three years and you try to load it maybe for two years, but I don't see what you're scared of going forward here. People are talking about age. It's 32. Plenty of quarterbacks, plenty of quarterbacks play, uh, you know, well into their mid and upper thirties in the NFL. Um, I know he's still got an injury history, but we haven't seen a hint of that here. Um, Titans aren't in range. I mean, maybe a, a quarterback, a, a later quarterback, a second, third round type falls into their lap, in which case you go ahead. But if he doesn't, they only have six picks. They've got a bunch of free agents on their roster, some of whom they don't like so much anymore. Um, Jack Conklin is, is probably going to make huge money somewhere. So, you know, you, you move on. In other areas, you get yourself a, you know, the best veteran backup you can. Hopefully, it's better than a Matt Castle. Hopefully, it's better than a Blaine Gabbard. I think it certainly could be, and uh, and you forge ahead with what you've got now, which has been a revelation, and you build this offense on what it's been this year. Hopefully, it's got a couple playoff games in it for your sake, for their sake, for his sake. And um, don't uh, just don't take for granted what you've seen here. I think a lot of people are really kind of underestimating. I think there should be almost a parade for Ryan Tannehill after what this team has gone through at quarterback for a good long while, for a good long while for Vince Young and for Jake Locker and for Marcus Mariota, who could be the nicest, greatest guy ever and who you could have named your son after, but who you've got to let go of. That's over. That's been over for a long time now. And Ryan Tannehill has been as good an alternative as you could have asked for. And there's a lot of John Robinson moves that he deserves um, some serious critique for. But this is one of those moves that offsets some of those moves because Miami's paying most of his money this year, even as these incentives have kicked in. And you'd be willing to pay Ryan Tannehill a hell, a hell, a hell of a lot more than what they're paying for this year based on what he's done for them. And guess what? In 2020, they will be paying him a lot more for what he's done. So that's my attempt at a Ryan Tannehill tribute. His numbers might be even bigger if, by the way, uh, jet sweep to A.J. Brown 
instead of doing it as a handoff, they did it as a pass, like a lot of teams do now, where they had Tannehill bump it forward, you know, instead of handing it to him. They're not worried about stuff like that. They're not worried about stuff like that so much. I'll finish you off with stats here like I do. I've got so many, but it's so much to absorb. So I've tried to trim it down, but got seven highlighted here, which is too much. I think I've hit that. Well, the, the one thing I just want to say about Tannehill, I think I, oh, I hit that one already. I hit that one already. I hit those. All right, we'll get down to four. Titans defense has allowed an average of 3.3 yards on passes 10 yards or less since week nine of this season. That's tied for third best in the NFL. 3.3 yards. So on short stuff, passes 10 yards or less, they've really made it short stuff, 3.3 yards. Texans are undefeated, 9-0. and when allowing less than three sacks since the start of last season. That's the best in the NFL. Titans have to get to Deshaun Watson. They found ways to get to um, Drew Brees last week, and that was pretty good work. Got to do it again here. Find ways. I'm looking at Casey and Simmons. I want them to find ways. This one's interesting only because of the – coincidentally parallel numbers. Titans quarterbacks have 55 completions of 20-plus yards this season, tied for the eighth most in the NFL. The Texans have allowed 55 completions of 20-plus yards this season, tied for the eighth most. So 55 on both sides, eighth most on both sides. Finally, on third down, this season, the Titans quarterbacks have a 101.5 passer rating on third down this season, seventh best in the NFL. Texans have allowed a passer rating of 116.2 on third down this season, highest in the NFL. So look for Tannehill on third down, money down. Texans haven't defended it well in a quarterback rating perspective. Tannehill's been pretty good in that situation. Cross your fingers for Dory Jackson. I'm not optimistic based on what we've seen on two of the three practice days. He's a guy that can make a difference. Fact of the matter is the Titans should be better than the Texans given the stakes in this game. Fact of the matter is, though there's nothing going on head-to-head here, Titans are better than the Raiders who are the other team that has a chance to get in. Titans are better than the Steelers, the other team that has a chance to get in to the number six spot in the AFC playoffs. Titans, Sunday night, should be starting to get ready for a trip to Kansas City, to New England, or on a very slim chance, right back to Houston. You should be cracking beers, Yazoo Brew, celebrating second playoff trip in three years. And whether you really like the overall body of work that the Titans have put together in 2019's regular season or not, if that is the case, two out of three years in the playoffs, 
whether they've gotten to 10 and six or not, which they won't have, whether they've turned into an 11 and five team, a 12 and four team, which they haven't. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of teams in the league that would trade places with you for yours if you're going to the playoffs two times in three years. And so we'll save the conversation about the jump to 10 wins, to 11 wins, to 12 wins. And you'll be reveling in the fact that you've in the tournament, you got a chance to go pull an upset and be a factor in the AFC, which is nowhere near as difficult as the NFC this year. So I wish you luck on that. Merry Christmas. Thanks for the listen. Please subscribe, rate, tell a friend. Listen to my other podcast elsewhere, brought to you by 104.5 The Zone. And if you're not a member, sign up at paulkuherski.com. Loads of original content, private Facebook Live and Periscopes, and uh, scouting previews and reviews from the former Titan scout, Blake Bettingfield. I appreciate you listening. Have a great football weekend, and I will talk to you again soon. The Paul Kuharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkuharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com. dot